Hello there, this is the Psychology Report, and i um, glad to have you with me again today. I uh, have become increasingly aware of the need for our children to not only have resilience, but to develop it on a regular basis and to make it part of their lifestyle. And parents need to take the responsibility accept the responsibility that they are the teachers of resilience. Now, obviously, a child learns resilience from a variety of sources, from personal experience that he goes through. Teachers will give information and maybe some guidance in this area. Uh, but parents primarily lead the way when it comes to resilience training and resilience experiences, for good or for ill. Now, you know, we often think that childhood is kind of a time where we are protected from trauma and abuse and um, just unfortunate experiences of one kind or another. Uh, high stresses, unreasonable levels of stress. But you know, childhood is today more stressful and more prone to being exposed or a time when you're exposed to these very devastating experiences that we call trauma and abuse. Unfortunately, some children are abused just directly. Some receive it indirectly, by just by virtue of being in the wrong spot at the wrong time. Stresses happen in a child's life, not because of what a child does, but because they live in a home that is highly stressed, with parents that are highly stressed, with families that are highly stressed. Or I have a teacher that's under high degrees of stress. Childhood is not protected from the extreme stresses of daily living. So the question becomes, is your child able to resist the stress, able to resist the abuse and the trauma and thrive in spite of it? Now, resilience is the ability to adapt to adversity, to tragedy, to threats, to trauma, into significant sources of stress. That's what, that's what resilience is. The ability to adapt well to this kind of adversity. And what we want to know is, can a child manage stress? Can a child manage the feelings of anxiety and uncertainty? But, you know, that's the big question, you know, for a child. You know, being resilient does not mean that you're not going to be exposed to bad experiences and negative and unfortunate and defeating experiences, very self-defeating experiences perhaps. Sure, you will. Children will. But the question is, can they adapt to it? Can they handle it? Can they respond to it? Can they confront it in a positive way and live effectively above it to adapt to that adversity in a positive kind of way? That's really the question. Well, we come then to a issue of how do you teach children resilience? What children develop resilience and what children do not develop resilience? You know, what are the experiences that a child can be provided so that resilience is developed and, and they learn to handle this so that when they grow older, into early childhood and into late childhood and early adulthood and on into life, that they'll have resilience to stand up to and adapt to and confront 
and deal with and manage whatever trauma and stresses come into their life. Let me give you a couple points in doing what you as a parent can do to help your child develop that kind of resilience. Whenever the adversity comes, the child can handle it. And, and this is the problem with it. Adversity comes in an unspecified time. When we least expect it, perhaps. And certainly when we don't expect it. But it comes. And will your child have the wherewithal to resiliently attack it and resiliently cope with it and resiliently manage it? Well, number one, make sure your child is a child of connections, of engagements. That is, your child should be able to have a variety of friends, to make friends, to make connections with new people, turn new people into friendships, sort out the friends that are helpful and the sort from the friends that are not. In other words, can, can your child, or are you able to teach your child to connect with people of a wide variety of social backgrounds, children as friends who are also resilient, families that come from resilience, children that come from families that are resilient, you say, that will give you a comfort to know that your child is exposed to resilience through their connections, through their friendships, through the people they deal with. And so do they have friends? Can they make friends? Can they determine which friends are healthy and positive and are helpful in being resilient? From the friends that just tear you down and draw upon you and drain you, you know, from your emotions and experience. So friendships are very important. And in that context, let me just add, does your child have a connection with God so that there's a God strength, there's a God reliance, there's a God determination in their life, that they can draw upon a higher power, if you will. They can draw upon the strength beyond themselves and beyond their friends. So that's all of friendship that we're talking about, is that the day-to-day -day friends, the new friends that one makes, the friends of one's parents, the friends of one's teachers and the classmates, but also, is God a friend? And can God be relied upon, drawn upon, at those times when resilience is needed? So that's number one. We need to have children that know how to make connections, that have a number of connections already made, and keep on making new ones, culling them, so that some of the connections they have that are not healthy are gone. They leave. You leave them. You walk away from them. And you maintain the healthy connections. And the healthy in this context are the friends that relieve stress and support you in a time of stress and are there for you to give you strength because they have strength to give. Okay, that's number one. Number two is this. Help your child by having him and her help others. You see, we learn to receive help when we give help. We learn to give help when we receive help. Helping is an interactional pattern. Helping is a monitored process by which two people enter into a relationship and give to each other at times of need. Sure, kids give to each other at times of joy and relaxation and happiness and when things are going well. That's true. But what about when there's a time of need? Is a child connected? Do those connections work? Do those connections bring two people together in a supportive kind of a way? 
So through schooling, your association at school, at home, at church, and everywhere in a child's life, he needs to learn how to help others. He needs to learn how to receive help you know, from others, how to ask for assistance, how to respond when other people need assistance, to be aware when assistance is needed, even when it's not being asked for, and to send out messages that you're in need and you need help, and then receive that help. So a helping relationship is extremely important in resilience because that's what resilience is all about. There are times when you can't handle a matter and you need to ask people to come into your life and help you. Okay? And with that, I also mean professional help. There are times when a child may need help beyond themselves, outside of help, and maybe professionalized help. Psychologists, social worker, marriage and family counselors, pastoral counselors, or whomever. Kids may need that. And you need, as a parent, to teach children that there are times to reach beyond their circle of friends into the professional community and get help professionally. And when a time of when a time is needed for resilience, when a time of stress and threat and abuse comes into life, sure you can get help from your friends, sure you can get help from your family, sure you can get help from your extended family. But there are times you need to get help from a professional. And are you able to reach out? Are you willing to reach out? And are you open to reaching out to the professional who will give you some help? Okay, that's number two. Number three is this. Mottos. Give your kids mottos that go along with the building of resilience. You can do it. You've done it before. You can do it this time. You're able. You're a good kid. You're a strong kid. Go for it. I'll be there to help you, but you can do it. Keep on going. You know, that's the kind of motto that a kid needs. Often those mottos are provided to kid by his father. If fathers are absent, that's one of the things kids will miss by an absent father. That's why fathers jip children when they're gone, when they're phantom, when they're, when they're left the nest, because the kids miss that fatherly advice that they would otherwise get. Now, it doesn't say that mothers don't provide mottos for their children. They do. But mottos generally come from fathers. That idea that you can do it, you can achieve, you can hang in there, you can just stick with it, and it'll be all right, that usually comes from a father. So fathers, do your job. Give kids mottos. Give kids that sense of, I can do it. We can do it together. We can do it perfectly well. You're able. You're capable. You're competent. Give that message because that builds a sense of resilience in your child. Okay, number four is this. Routine. Children need routine. Now, routine gives us a structure. gives us organization. It gives us regularity. It helps us get our schoolwork done on time. It helps us get our, uh, our work assignments done and done on time. It helps us keep timely. But it also helps us accomplish. We start and we finish. We start and we finish. That, that, those are good qualities for anybody. But from the point of view of resilience, having a daily routine is very important because even in the times of stress, even in the times of threat and abuse, and when your world's falling apart, routine is important. 
Routine is necessary. Routine gives strength. Routine gives hope. Routine gives a method, a uh, technology, so to speak, of making success out of this situation. If you disrupt your routine, you're probably off the track, and you may not handle that uh, trauma or that stress point very well. So routine is important because we want to maintain routine at the time of great stress and turmoil in our life. Number five is take a break. Teach children to, to use breaks. Teach children to maybe take a day and just not do anything. Just relax. You know, teach children that maybe even a day off of school has its place and might be helpful to rebuild the strength and rebuild the health and rebuild the, the, the courage and rebuild the stamina and rebuild the resilience of a child. How to use a break appropriately is what the issue is. Not just take a day off like you take every day off and not use it as an excuse to not work or not get your work done at home or your homework done or whatever. No, that's a different story altogether. Learning to take a break means strategically learning to make a break. Take a break. Take a break when you can benefit from it, when you need it to recoup, you need it to strengthen yourself, you need that little extra nap. Not a whole day of sleeping, because that may be depression, but just that little extra nap that would just take the edge off of things. Or maybe a little time away from the routine so you can be with somebody that would be helpful to you and be encouraging to you. Maybe you need to take a little day off and help read and just read something or listen to some podcast or whatever it might be. But do something that would give strength through taking a break. Teach that because when, it's re when a crisis comes to a child, when it all falls apart and there's threats and abuses, it's stressful, it's tiresome, it will just sap a person of energy. And breaks going to be needed to be able to handle those times, particularly if they are prolonged. Okay? Now, number six, teach your children to take care of themselves. Self-care is very important. You know, when you go through a stress time, you got to make sure that you have uh, the ability to care for yourself. Make sure you get your, your eight hours of sleep. Make sure you eat properly, particularly protein when you're going through a stress point in time. So children need to know that. As it's like reaching out to somebody for help. It's like reaching out to your food and making sure the protein will give you the strength and, and, and sustenance that you need. So you've got to care for yourself. In other words, take that break. Be with people who are healthy. Be with people who are encouraging. Relax. Learn how to relax. Have downtime, but have it constructively and in a healthy kind of way. Let me give you another one. Goal-directedness. You know, we want to teach our children that life is to be lived on the basis of a goal. And we, are, we direct our life around goals. That is, what you're going to accomplish today. What's your purpose for living today? What are you going to do today with your extra time? How are you going to make this pay off and make it a good day for yourself. That's like a goal. What are you going to accomplish this week, this month? What this school year? What are some of the goals that you'd like to fulfill? Kind of identify them, set them forth, and then work towards them. Now, when it comes to resilience, when it comes to stresses in our life, it's good to have a goal orientation because that's what it means to 
to handle a threat and a stress and an abusive time in her life. Set a goal. You're going to get beyond it. Set a goal of what you're going to accomplish through it. What it's going to teach you. What do you want to learn from it? What do you want to accomplish? Well, how do you want that, that time of stress to turn into something good and something that's healthy? In other words, when you have this sense of goal, then you have a, an ability to think beyond a particular situation that you're in now. Reach out to that's what's beyond and, and keep that in front of you. Because you can get all distracted by the stresses of the day and by the people who hurt you and the people who are unkind to you, the people who say unkind things. You can get all distracted by that. It can take you away from what's important and what your priorities are. But a goal says, in spite of how I'm treated, in spite of what happens to me today, in spite of what's going on in my life, I still remain goal-oriented. I still remain purpose-driven. And then, a positive self-view. Well, looking at yourself in a positive kind of way. That's very important. You see, it's important that we build in our children self-esteem. Because that's going to help them get through a time of stress and a time of threat and a time of abuse. To know that they are still a good person. That they are on top of whatever happens and beyond whatever happens. They're still a good person and there's a good person within them that can rise to the occasion and move beyond the circumstances that are prevailing in the course of their life today. It might be a bully in this school situation, but you know, you're a good person in spite of the fact that you're being bullied. And you can live beyond that bully. You can have a life beyond that bully experience. Your life is more, is better than the bully and better than the bully experience that you're going through. It's only a temporary thing. But see your life as having greatness. See yourself as having potential. See yourself as having the opportunities that you can seize and succeed and be successful and achieve and, and, and actually accomplish something that you'll be proud of. In spite of the fact that you might be going through a stress at, the, at this particular time or a threat of some kind or a bully experience or a hurtful experience or an unkind person in your life. That all may happen, but that doesn't make you a bad person. You may be going through all kinds of difficult times, but that doesn't make you a bad person. Within you, you're a good person. Within you, you can still think of yourself in a positive and a wise kind of way. And furthermore, let me just add another point. You can also think that other people think well of you. Don't forget that even though you're going through a stress, that doesn't mean people don't like you. That doesn't mean that people have disregard for you. You may be going through an interpersonal situation, but you know what? People out there still believe in you, and you have to see that. You have to believe that, and you have to understand that. And no matter what you're going through, you can look upon people out there as liking you, as thinking well of you, and you're still a worthy person of their admiration and their respect and their companionship. That's the message. For parents. That's the message that parents need to give kids so that your child comes out as a resilient child and able to deal with life traumas, uh, traumas and life disappointments and the hurts of life that we all go through 
Unfortunately, they're there, and they're going to be there. So we have to be very sure that our kid has an approach and has a formula and has a model and has a way of handling the stresses in his life so he's resilient and doesn't have a meltdown, doesn't fall apart, doesn't become mentally ill, doesn't become uh, emotionally crippled, but can be strong and vital and deal with the circumstances of their life on a day-to-day basis in spite of what else is going on around them. It's resilience that you are to teach as a parent. It's resilience that you want to instill within your child. It's resilience that you want your child to know what the definition of is and the way to create a life of resilience themselves, even as a child and certainly in their older years of life. And it's resilience that's going to make the difference between the child that fails and falls apart under stress as compared to the child that rises up and is strong and deals with that stress and lives beyond it and lives successfully and accomplishes beyond whatever the stressor is in their life at the time. Anyway, good to have you with me. I refer you to my website, booksbyhedberg.com. Some good books there, one on health, achieving and living a healthy lifestyle. And this issue of resilience is kind of connected to that particular book. It will help you develop some healthy lifestyle patterns so that resilience can be the experience of your child and can be the, the characteristic of your child as they get older and live their own life independently. So, I'd like, again, I'd like you to refer you to uh, Mr. Lehman, L-E-H-M-A-N. Mr. Lehman is a lock and safe man. If you have a lock problem, get a hold of Mr. Lehman. He's in the Clovis, Fresno area. Just go to the phone book, look up Mr. Lehman, lock and safe, and give him a call if you have a lock problem. And uh, he'll be your answer. And tell him I sent you. Okay. Bye for now.